So guys, we're back again. It's been a <clears throat> it's been a bit of a wild week for me on the the trading front and talking to you guys. I think it's been quite the same. It's been a busy, busy week for market activity. How you been anyway? How you been? What you been up to? What have you been up to, head. Tony? I was going to say, my yeah. head that some of this news that's coming out. I want to start off by asking Mario Fernandez to continue playing. My hopes are all pinned <laughs> on him. Uh, yeah. No, I've just been. Uh, my season finished on Saturday. So, from Monday onwards, I've been opening up my laptop in the morning, footing about my gallery and just trying to build, trying to decide, should I cut down the Americans while the price is high and build two or three teams? Or do I just grind with a strong American team? Uh, at the moment, they're consistent, but the LA Galaxy boys are letting me down. Mm. Hernandez, don't know what's happened to him. Before he was signed to 32 water, he was a goal-scoring machine. Since he's been signed, he's not scored one singular goal. But we move, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I, I let myself down this week in the midweek. I'm really, I'm still kicking myself about it. But I woke up this morning to all of the MLS like scores, and I saw that Ferreira did the business for me in my D2 All Star, which has put out a pretty impressive uh, score. To be fair, so I'm going to be waiting to see if I manage to hold on to a reward there. But I'm currently sat third in All Star D2. Um, Congrats. I don't think I'll hold third. I don't think it will hold. I think there's a couple of people I can see that have got like one or two players to play and River Plate have still got to play later, which was always going to bring up a few a few uh, big scores, I imagine. But I'm hearing a few rumours of COVID outbreaks at River. So fingers crossed in like that's the most like dark ever. But I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully it keeps me on the podium, but but yeah, there, there's that. But I, do you know what I did? The the worst thing I did this week was um, I had my I had a decent like U23. It was quite punty because one I picked up the goalkeeper for Saul who who came like last week, Bake, yep. um, and he started again. So I was like, sweet. As soon as the goalie started, I knew I had like a decent chance of getting five five cards out in a week that didn't have a lot of U23 activity, um, and it was looking pretty good for a card. I mean, it's still seventeenth. Um, with four players, but one of my one of them was a DMP, and I missed it. It was a it was a Obed Vargas who plays for Seattle, and he was yeah he was out on disciplinary, and I completely missed that he was suspended. And I had another player in my All Star, which you know was a DMP m- minefield. Um, there's one yes. for you. Sorry to interrupt. That's it. I was thinking about your Twitter the other day, and obviously you follow a lot of people for your music. Would you yeah. not be better having a spare Twitter? For this, because I always seem to screenshot and send to the boy Nicky Clark and our team about the American suspensions. Yeah, um, do you know it, what I've done? I started um, like a list. It's a thing on Twitter called lists, and you can add accounts to these lists. Right. So I've got a. I use um for my Twitter. I use a thing called TweetDeck, which allows you to look at multiple accounts and stuff all at the same time. So I can see like my list. I've got like a so rare info feed list. And I just put all the so rare accounts in that, so I can see that's my f- my news feed. But for whatever reason, I just didn't look at it properly. Another thing in the midweek, you, there's not loads of fixtures, so I'll go onto FOTMOB and I'll have a look at all the fixtures that are coming up and see if anyone's suspended. For whatever reason, I didn't look at that one properly and put him in the team. And if I'd have put Amir Fernandez in instead, he banged a hundred, two assists in a. I was like, ah, oh. I would have probably been sat about second in the in the division if I'd have just not put Vargas in and put Fernandez in instead. 
The other option I had was Gubon Cho, who plays for Seongnam, and he got a goal. Oh. So it would have been either one of those two and I'd have been sat quite nicely. But as it stands, 17th in U23 with four players instead of five. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll hold out for a reward because of the River Plate stacks again. But yeah, you, we live and learn. One of them one of them game weeks, isn't it? For sure. And uh, like for this game week, I only had one team with a, a playing goalkeeper in. I just managed to get Jonathan Bond back in. Like I sold some MLS stuff earlier. And uh, managed to get Kostic out for the Europa League final, super rare, got him in. And uh, that team is just waiting on Barco. So I'm hoping any COVID mm. outbreaks don't stretch to his <laughs> Barco's hotel room. And uh, he makes the pitch tomorrow against, or uh, tomorrow, I guess, Cola Cola or Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. I was going to say, off season for you, Tony. So like, when do you, when do you actually go back at it? 24th of June, I think. So I've got a good five weeks. Five weeks just to invest myself directly into Soria, to be honest. Just Putting on that team. Just make sure you're not eating snacks while you're doing it. Like you get back, back into pre-season training, ready for the for the bleep test. I'm on a what good diet, to be honest. Step. I'm down about three kilos in the last two weeks. Oh, well. Cool. Cool. Just trying to... Because I knew the end of the season was coming, I always kind of think of my diet a little bit. It's a mm. weird thing I do and I'm feeling good for it. I'm just smashing the gym out, but I'm not running for the next two weeks. Just letting the legs recover. So I've got my fingers nice. ready for sore up. <laughs> Have you got any holiday planned? Are you going to go away? I actually can't be on the stag next week. I've got a, uh, on the, I've got a stag do tomorrow for two days, but I don't drink. So <laughs> it'll be quite calm. You'll be taking pictures of all your mates. You'll be that guy yeah. in, the, uh, in the group chat the next day. Like me and them. Annoying everyone, yeah. I want 50 <laughs> quid so I can buy a limited Vargas. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, so I'm I'm doing that for two nights and then I'm back on Sunday for my B licence assessment on Monday. And then I can't be on the podcast next week. I've just Good bought luck. a car in uh, Plymouth. Oh, wow. So I'm flying down to get it. Nice. So what have you bought? I'm a bit, I'm a bit a long stingy. Way to go. I'm a bit stingy, so... Long story short, I had a Mercedes Jeep and I had it on lease, so I got it before COVID struck. Yep. And since COVID struck, I think you don't know the prices of cars have went up two or three times. Mm. So I sold it, made a profit, seen the prices and thought, nah. <laughs> I bought a Fiat 500 all black, blacked out. So I'm going to get that from Plymouth and I'm going to just drive about with that. <laughs> So I'll be driving that up. Me and my mate are going to drive to Plymouth with that up. I should actually take a vlog for the yeah, you should for the end product vlogs. The first <laughs> one to come out. I should just video the the full day and and see how it goes. But no, I I once did a, the opposite of you. I went to Aberdeen to pick a car up once, and I took a flight from London to Aberdeen to pick it up. Yeah, I so bought it when I was drunk. I didn't know I'd bought it. I went. I did a gig in Sheffield, and I got home. And I, uh, my car had broken down that week and I had three gigs on the weekend and knew I had to drive between them because I had like double ups in like Cardiff, Manchester. So I had no option to like take normal rail. And I get it, I got in from this gig at Sheffield and I barely remember it, but I remember looking on eBay and the next morning I woke up, I got an email. It's like, you won this <laughs> item. And I thought, what did I oh, bid on Jesus. last night? <laughs> it was a car. <laughs> Jesus. So I bought a, I bought a Lotus Elise. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How long did that drive take? Mate, we split it up. So I took my missus. We got a flight from Luton to Aberdeen, picked up this car, drove to, I think it was like Newcastle or Hull or somewhere like that. Stayed in like, like a end, like side of the road hotel, like a travel lodge or something. And then did so like we broke it up into two days. Oof. It was, it was man, mad. My missus hated that car. I I loved it. Probably because of that. Aberdeen to London and I go to sleep, man. It wasn't comfortable. How how big's a lot of elite? Because I think a feet five hundred could maybe do. You smaller or no? I said a lot of elite. It's like a one point eight litre, but there's well, it's this like is a zero point nine. I think ah, it's not like that tall, isn't it? It's <laughs> tiny, right. yeah, but it's like a it's like a little go kart, but with like a full size car engine in it. It's uh, it's good fun to drive. I give it that, but it's not comfortable because there's like no there's nothing comfortable in that car. They strip out all of the dash. Everything's plastic and metal. There's like even the seat is like a bucket seat, but literally, like it doesn't you've got oh, no padding yeah. in it. Yeah, it is. It's like a very fun car. Like so I, I paid like five k for it, which is insane. And you think about it now, it was a good price, and that's half half the reason I didn't try and get out of buying it. I think I managed to turn a profit on it when we sold it, and it wasn't even running fully, so it wasn't Jesus. all bad news. And if you that try part. and buy one of them now, they're like double the price I paid back then. I see. Become yeah. a bit of a classic. I'm a. I'm the same thought process as you. I want to be driving about like okay, I'm going up to Dundee sometimes, but mostly not driving far. Mm. I don't need a fancy car. I've never been into cars, never in my life. And it took a while to convince the missus, to be honest. She was like, no, we need a nice car. But she's got <laughs> an all right car, to be fair. And then eventually she just went, oh, do what you want. I thought, <laughs> decent. But I mean, Are you driving back on your own? Are you doing it on your own? Or you've got my mate. Oh, that's going to be so funny, what? man. We both got to do it, so we're. Uh, yeah, you got to get some footage. I'm paying his flight down, obviously, because he's doing me a turn, which is more than fair. From yeah. Me. Uh, from him, sorry, it's more than fair that I pay for that. And then I'll buy him an ice wee scran as well on the way back up, a wee meal, so. Yeah. Plus, you don't really get to see your mates as much when you get older, so I thought, do you know what? Half the reason why I wanted to do that is I thought Road that would trip. be. Uh, it would be decent. Aye, good to like just hang out with a pal. Love that. Yeah, for sure. Um, before before we get into a bit more of the chat, I wanted to touch on a, what I did before this podcast. Before we started recording, him, Quinny sent me a lovely video of him dancing. <laughs> a beautiful video of him dancing. Uh, I'm sure I'll cut it into the edit of this podcast for people watching. Like You're, you're in for a treat. Uh, he's put some fantastic moves on for you after losing um, the challenge last week for the benefit of those just listening i'll give you a description he is moving to the back of his room or oh, a lovely bit of side to side action swinging those hips he's thinking what oh look at that a lovely turn on the spin arms are in the air he's loving life what is he going to do next a bit of finger wagging or oh, a bit of left to right activity with a what is that kind of deconstructed moonwalk he's giving it large yep fingers are up in the air he's definitely raving right now Blinded by the lights. Oh, he's giving it some... Uh, there was a bit of little fish, big fish there. Fantastic. Uh, Tony, would you, what do you reckon? What's the challenge this week? Have you had, have you had some thinking about what we're going to do this week? What we're going to pick out? I was thinking we'd do a full team. Oh, Maybe we budget it. We a could budget team. a full team. So, for instance, under one ETH for America, or under right. one, one ETH for America, Asia split, or... Would you we reckon could even do... 
one player under point two ETH who scores the most in America or Asia. Okay, yeah. I like that. I'll get I'm gonna get my laptop out now while we're uh, chatting and get like get so rare data up. So an American player under point two for the weekend, yeah? I like that. Cool. So how how did uh, your game weeks go, by the way? I know I sort of touched on what mine was, but uh, Quinny, did you did you, uh, did you have any joy with uh, that that team that you managed to get out in the end? Where are you sat um, in there? I'm doing pretty well. I think I just need Barco to to show up, and hopefully I'll be in amongst the tier ones and the stars. Hopefully, if there's not too many other River Platers kicking about. Nice, but um, nice. I've to be honest with you, I've had a really. Um, I've, had, I've been kind of preparing for this little period for a little while where I'm going to have less teams out and I'm selling good cards to get money so I can buy other things that I want over the last like four months or whatever. I've kind of narrowed my vision and I'm only going to be playing. I was, I was thinking about this. Oh, I've been thinking about this for a while, but I recorded something earlier. When the European stuff goes off season, I'm only planning on playing All-Star Rare, All-Star Rare Pro, Under-23 Rare Pro. And maybe if I can get in our goalkeeper, Champion America Pro, that's all I'm planning on playing until the Europeans come back at it. Because like I've not got that many. Also, I've just bought some stuff back in because I sold some limiteds. I've got a rare bond now and got some strikers in uh, today and yesterday. But I don't. I've got a decent America contingent, but to like move it on and make it like, oh, I can compete in All Star Rare Pro and Rare and America and under twenty threes Rare and Pros with all non-European cards, that's just too much for my gallery. That's just too much for me. I was just going to say the same. I think that like, I kind of semi-planned for this this part of the year as well. So I bought like Jesus Ferreira um, earlier in the year to try and compete, to have like a D2 option for, for U23. But um, depending on how things go, I feel like I've got a pretty solid uh, D3 there that can rotate in and out of uh, like America, Asia. I've got a few U23 Asia's got a few u23 americas so yeah i think my my goalkeeper situation will depend on whether or not i kind of put them in d2 now if this uh, young lad that i picked up from saul bake if he keeps his place then i've got a pretty solid d2 entry there that that has like all super res and a and a unique um so i think i'm gonna keep an eye on that but you know like the rewards that i've won in d2 the last few weeks months haven't been amazing and that i don't imagine they'll get any better while like the european leagues are closed i'd be interested to see what they do with the reward pool in u23 like because at the moment they don't like giving out cards that are a dmp will they give us a card that i can't use in the next game week is that going to class as a dmp or do you think i can still win european cards in there what do you reckon do you think the reward pool's roughly about 10 percent of how many people join yeah, that's another thing as well. Like, it's hard to know how competitive them leagues will be because I'm like no, I said, it's based on it's based on um how many Team. competitive entries, how many teams are playing, how many pl- uh, covered cards they're playing as well. So even though I've kind of planned a little bit for this time in the season, until we actually get into it and see what kind of reward pools we got, you know, like a part of me is quite prepared to sit out some of the divisions that I could enter if I haven't got a strong team or, you know, go trade. I was actually looking at like trending, you know, I looked at Hans Vanneken as an example of like trying to see like what his long kind of graph looks like to see when is like the best time off season to buy European cards. And from what I'm looking at my research, I estimate that 
the first weekend in June is like when a lot of the European cards hit their bottom price. So I might even sell some of my America, Asia cards if I'm not competing. If I'm seeing that like, yeah, I'm not really getting near the cards, I might sell some of them cards to people who are trying to compete. Yeah, first weekend in June is what I'm looking at. So I'm going to keep an eye on it, you know, if if prices drop sooner than that. But I looked at Vanekin because he's been around on the platform longer than most. He's got more, you know, if you look at his rare, um, if you go on So Red Date and look at his score graph and zoom all the way out to all, he's got like, what is it, four seasons of data now on his price. So you can kind of see like the patterns based on like times of the year. And uh, it looks around like that beginning of June time looks like the time that is always a sort of good time to buy him. (laughs) So yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. If I can't compete like well, then I might look to shift some of those sort of Asia and America cards that I bought to kind of try and compete and then, you know, pick up some good European cards and just sit tight for a, for a month or two. What about you? Do you, re- do you reckon uh, you're going to be doing much trading in the close season? I've kind of bought all my Europeans like already. Like I think we all kind of felt there was a champ Euro dip around February yeah. time. And I kind of went heavy on some supers and re-kind of messed about with rares and stuff. And I funded that with Champion America. So like... I've been playing this kind of dicey game of, you know, like just riding on the seat of my pants. Like I've just got enough to keep competing, sell some stuff that's worth some money to try and get some stuff that will help me tomorrow, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then is it, but again, I've also had some little bumps in the road that have made it even harder. Like Joseph getting injured, Barco was injured for a while, Wurtz doing his ACL, Miles yeah. Robinson doing his ACL, Hassel popping a finger out and whatever, you know. So it's, uh, it's one of these ones. I'm kind of, I'm always kind of, setting myself up for the next little thing and it's I say I deliberately kind of earmarked this little time just so that I could like I'm not going to be that competitive in terms of like lots of places but I think like with three or four teams with how big the outfield contingent I've got is I can still have some fun in the off season and um and I'm yeah I'm, I'm just I'm just kind of looking at it from that angle really is just kind of wait and see any more opportunities come up brilliant but for me it's really Celtic and New York City are the cards I'm looking at now yeah. in the next three months. Tony, you've got a fair few MLS cards, haven't you? So you must have you you must have a few good teams that you can just, like make use of. I've just sleepwalked my way into an MLS gallery. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know how and my gallery prices just went up. It's mad. I've got two keepers, I've got four defenders, and then I've got a Mexican league defender, a few midfielders, like but I'm happy where it's sat. I've got do you know what I done? I kept buying midfielders thinking they were forwards. I told you that last week. <laughs> yeah. And I thought one was long term injured, the boy Romeo Kyoto. Mm. But he's back playing last night, so I'm going he's to sell Lewis Morgan, I think. And I'm going to try and just be competitive in all star rare with a kind of Mexican sort of team. They're back mm. in July, are they? I think so. Yeah, so I was they're, looking they're at the playoff things just now goalkeepers in there yeah but I've got a good starting five if I get a new defender Derek Williams has been put back to centre back and he's not really scoring he was at full back he was doing well and then now he's at centre back he's not really doing well for me so I need a new defender and I can play with melee angles for my old star team cheap point two seven five I got him which is good for a goalie yeah and then I've got Fry the monster yeah in my main team and <laughs> I'm just hoping that the two forward boys that are midfielders and Hernandez start 
scoring goals and we'll be all right. Mm. I think one thing that obviously this close season offers that we ain't really had before is the underdog leagues and those, you know, like if, if you're short of a card or two to just get an entry in that, I think that is going to be interesting. I think a lot, I think that'll be quite competitive and gives you, you know, like an option to maybe pick up a cheap card to field a side if you're like looking a bit low on like a, a really competitive entry. So I'm quite looking forward to that. I just hope I don't spend too much money just like filling gaps every week for the underdog because I'm just going to end up with a gallery full of like underperformers that I can't get rid of. And it is amazing how much their price does fluctuate. I was looking at some of the cards I picked up for underdog and stuff in the last sort of couple of months since it started. And uh, some of them, you know, you can still use week to week, but it only takes a couple of good performances and then they're not usable. But their price, the price changes on them so much. It's like, I'm going to end up with a gallery full of limiteds that are of no use to me if I keep on. I swear, like I've got, to, I've got to, uh, I've got to get out of that habit. But I, why I don't you f- go rare for that? Because the price <coughs> rises all the time with the rares. So yeah, yeah, it's not a bad shout. I mean, because the, the underdog rare doesn't. Am I right in thinking underdog rare only pops up occasionally? Yeah. Or is that there? Every, yeah. I feel like underdog okay. limited's there every week, whereas the I, rare I, one I think I, might be limited. They're there all the time. Yeah. Just buy ten limited players and hope that. Yeah, I mean, I've you got, can sell them if they don't. You can use them again. I've got a fair few rares that I might be able to use in those underdogs. And normally it's like, I've never tar- I've not targeted the underdog rare yet. Like I do with the limiteds. I like, if I've got a decent couple of players that qualify for underdog, sometimes I'll buy one to like have a really strong entry. But I don't know about in rare, if I needed like to buy a player under 45, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if I could justify spending out the ETH to like maybe lose unless it was a good player that you know might Somebody I'm after anyway. out, yeah I'm looking at this weekend's one I, I do actually have a couple of goalies I've got a really good goalkeeper who's actually so Joe Hyun Woo is eligible for the underdog this weekend and he you know the Olsan keeper that's, sure. a, that's a great one That I mean when you've got a goalkeeper that strong that qualifies Tony, are you able to get every underdog team out this week uh, no, I've not been playing it because. Sorry, I keep... especially there, but what I was thinking is we could maybe do that for the the forfeit if we can all get a team into rare underdog. That could be fun. Yeah, and see how we get on. If we do you know what I think? So rare needs to introduce or like even a third party app allow allow you to create your own little mini mini league. So like, if we all entered the underdog rare, we could like follow each other's progress in the week and just put us into a little league. Like it doesn't have to have a thing, but it'd just be easier to follow rather than having to manually check each person's thing. Surely that'd be something they could add. That'd be quite a nice little feature just to see how your mates are getting on in the game week. Because the... already, you can already like follow each other, but yeah, it doesn't. there's no benefit of like... It'd be nice if there was like a little following bar to see like how people you're following are getting on in the league that week. That'd be an easy way to do these little kind of side games. I'd like that. Everybody needs to be under 45. You had like that as well, mate. Uh, I follow a lot of my mates on them, yeah. I mean, it must be something they can switch on, but even like So Red Data or someone could probably do that where you can just follow managers and just like it puts all the people you follow into like a little league table so you can see how you're doing against all your mates. That should, if anyone's listening, that that works with So Red Data. And Mm. like, let's put it out there. We all saw the clip in the week 
they gave us a, a nice big up on the so rare data podcast so boys yeah. if you're listening <laughs> put a word in <laughs> make it so yeah let's make it happen but uh, yeah, yeah do you know what down. looking at the underdog i i could put a fairly decent side out in that looking at it now in the rare one i might actually target it i was just wrestling my foot before um like i had to nip out for a sandwich before we started but like i bought a patrick kamala rare today nice. and i got a fragapani rare yesterday both of them are strikers, Kamala's U23. This is part of my kind of America rebuild kind of idea. But both of them qualify for underdog. <laughs> wow. So I'm thinking, do I maybe just put both of them in underdog? They're both strikers as well, so it's a wee bit overkill. But I'm not too sure on my midfielder, really, if you'll play or not. Josh Atencio at Seattle. Yeah, I think that's where my weakness is, looking at what I've got available. My, my midfield, I've got options of quite a few sort of youngsters in America who haven't really been getting the minutes. Although look, I think the best option I've got there is Brian Gutierrez at Chicago Fire, but they're playing against New York City on the weekend. I'm not, I don't fancy him to get a decisive against them. No, um, Damian Rivera, who's at um, New England. He's been getting minutes this season, but he didn't play in the last game. So I'd need to check if that was like an injury or something. Uh, but yeah, Ed- Eduard Atuesta is probably the best one I've got. But... <sighs> He's been in and out of that Palmeira side. He did play 90 minutes yesterday. So I don't know if they'll I don't know if he'll be back in again. So that's that's my weakness, the midfield, I think. In terms of options. Got some good yeah. forward options. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at way way underdog. I could put a decent team. I've also got I've got I've not went with the Clamala so far. I've put Falcao in it. I don't mind that kind of league for having those strikers that you know they could just get a decisive from the bench, you know, and mm. you think, or even somebody like Falcao, who's just old and they're playing bottom of the league last game of the season, maybe gets a goal to send yeah. everyone off to the, the off season, you know. <laughs> just, yeah. Sometimes football happens like that. You know, nobody's playing for anything. Maybe he takes a penalty, you know, or something. But, yeah. Um, I, I, I couldn't go to the market and buy a rare mid to really give me confidence to go, right, let's, let's throw it against the wall this week, you know. Yeah. Unless yeah, it was something that I was right after, but don't see I've it. I've got some good defensive options. I can see I've got like Benucci, who's playing Fiorentina. Jong uh, Taewook, uh, he's gang one at home. But yeah, I think like the midfield's going to let me down and I don't really want to spend out on a new one. Uh, but yeah. You boys watched the uh, the Rangers game. What did, you, what did you think of that this week? Pure heart sorry for them, mate, to be honest. I seen Ramsey walking up and I said to my wife, oh no, Ramsey's hitting a penalty. I just think, the way I see it, everybody was bigging up his transfer. He's been in and out due to injury. He has been injury prone before, but he's a top player, top, top player. But he's just, when he stepped up, I just thought, it's written for him to miss. It just, Mm -hmm. I just felt, that's what happens in football. There's so many storylines to be made and that was one of them and, Felt sorry for them because they actually gave it their all and when you play against them they're all nice enough lads you take away the rivalry then you want them all to do well do you know what I mean and it's good for Scottish football if they win as well because the money drips down but that is what it is and you can't do much about it can you? Yeah um, I see Quinny sitting there quietly <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of it? 
it was great they got to the final, but that's kind of as much as I'm, I'm happy to see them do. If that makes sense. I, I, I'd kind of said I thought any I thought if Rangers were going to make a real good shot at it, they had to get the game into extra time and maybe try and get it to penalties. And you know they they played well, you know, and it was all it was almost there, you know, for them. So unlucky. I think as well, um, it was one of those games that it, you know I don't know if you remember, but like, oh, you probably will. But like the first half, we lost like five minutes to that Lundstrom cut. And then they had a water break at the 27th minute. So the first half, like, it felt like it took ages. Like, it felt like it took, like, an hour to get the first half done. And not that much happened. And then they came out second half. The sun is set. It's a bit darker, but apparently it's still pretty hot, you know. And um, the second half is when it really felt like a final, you know. It was mm. it was good to watch for the neutral, certainly. And, um, yeah, they, they were all pretty good. Yeah. You do feel sorry for them in the sporting respect, but maybe in a Celtic fan, like I, I don't feel sorry for them losing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had to go to the final. That's about it. As a Glaswegian, you pop, I bet you, you you must know people who were there. Uh, have like you had any contact with anyone that you know that was out there? What it was like? What the atmosphere was like after? Uh, I've not spoke to anyone since, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I did a live stream watch along, so I was in here, had the cameras on and whatever, and see when like everything was happening, like either Rangers scored or they conceded or the penalty, whatever. I could hear people like shouting <laughs> out their windows and stuff like that or screaming. And then when Ramsey missed, I celebrated like it was a goal. I was just in here <laughs> streaming, you know. I'm like, yes, Ramsey, fucking da da da. And then I was like, shit, because the guy like three <laughs> seconds later, the guy that's above me. This is a shop, you know, so there's people above you. I, I think he was angry. And I was like, crap, man, I better, I better stop shouting because I'll probably get out of here and get my face leathered, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I took it a team in a bit. But, um, uh, that is classic. I'm just having a little bit, look back on some of the notes that we've got for the show. Yeah, one um, thing we were talking about, Stish, was uh, we're, we're getting teams relegated now, you know. Some oh, seasons yeah. are finished. We're getting some red crosses popping up, so... Some guys are going to be absolutely useless for a while. Some of them might hit the jackpot and get a transfer. Yeah. Oh, this is the worrying part of the season for me. I've got a couple of super rares that are hanging on the balance. Like Lost one uh, last weekend when Zwolle went down. And I've got um, Felix Strauss for Altac in uh, Austria. He's a pretty good scorer as well. And uh, if he goes down, I'll be gutted. I think he's a great under-23 defensive option. Um, so if he does go down, I'm going to be hoping and praying he gets a gets a transfer. But you know he's um he's an Austria under twenty one international. So fingers crossed if they go down, he'll get picked up by another side in the top division. Um, other ones I've been looking at. I've got a couple of players that already have red crosses that I saw, like um, Elias Cabot, who's on loan at Parma from um, Anderlecht, and they've got option to buy. But they're still staying in Serie B. But there's, he's been linked to Lorient now, which is a Serie A, a, a League One side, and like phew, that'd be nice. So I might, I might lose a Red Cross and then gain one <laughs> at the same mm. time. What about you, Sue? Have you got any anything that you're particularly worried about in the gallery at the moment? I've got Matoma. I just bought him from nice. Union. Mm. The only thing is, you'll go back to Brighton, but. I'm guessing somebody in Belgium, Club Bruges, Anderlecht or even Union will try and buy him, which would make a lot of sense as mm. he's had that very good season, but that could make my gallery or that could break my gallery. Well, I would hope that he would stay at Union. Like They're in Europe and stuff. I think they're owned by the same people, aren't they? That's yeah. right, yeah. 
And, uh, maybe he wants to crack Premier League or... Maybe. It then mm. takes my gallery from challenger to champion. I'm trying to stay away from champion. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit sh- like that. I'm I'm not interested, to be honest, because I've, I've had scores of 400 unlimited and got tier twos. So yeah. I'm not involved. I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not getting money really by Mbappe. Yeah, um, that's it. Like, it is, that's where it's really hard. And like champ is unless you've got Mbappe, Neymar, Messi or or like a, a Liverpool stack or something like that. You're never really going to get those tier zero, tier one wins. Actually, so even like I've got lots of good players, but none of those like classic stacks. So even in the weeks where it all falls in place for me, I'm, I'll find myself finishing like 30th, 40th. Yeah. Like I had a really good score the other week. I think it was over 400 and, you know, I barely scraped in with like a tier just inside the tier twos. Um, but yeah, I had like Koulibaly, uh Di Lorenzo. I've got Tony Cruz. I've got like Diego Jota. I've got in rare or limited in, in rare, yeah. Uh, and then I've got like uh, super rare options. I've got like William Carvalho, who if he's if you know he's going to start, is not a bad option because he can put up some good all round scores. Been starting recently, but has he or even five six he, months? Yeah, ago, I look to buy him. Yeah, he's been he's been getting quite a bit of game time. Like I feel like he's quite good value. But Before like you said, he was out the team, wasn't he? Yeah, but the thing is, like you said, it's just difficult because. Even with players like that who can put up the scores, if they're not consistent, like he is in and out of the team, you just can't compete in in um, in champ. So he's probably more used in like the all star than than in champ because just it's so hard to compete in that division. It's more like uh, it's the last one I go to fill. Even though I've got a lot of champ Euro players and the good ones, you just can't compete with the stacks in that division at all. Like Real Madrid, Liverpool, um, you know PSG. Those stacks just eat up the rewards every weekend. So I normally use the good ones in in All Star. Like I've been using my Napoli cards because those have got like the crazy XP. I think I got yeah. like thirteen percent bonus on both of those. Mm-hmm. So that's almost it's like halfway to a super rare. So I've been just using those in 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 the All Star rare, and you know I've been hitting the hitting the ETH rewards, which you can't really can't really scoff at that. That adds up couple of times a week if you're lucky no <laughs> a cha- champion scares me because i know the rewards are better but i'd rather have the opportunity to get a player at point two that's got a chance of scoring 100 rather than a player at point two that's got a chance of scoring 30 most weeks because <laughs> the prices are crazy and i wouldn't get any joy from that I just, yeah the worry for me now is deciding about America. I want to be competitive over the summer, but do I strip it back to the bones and just try and ETH grind or do I try and absolutely run the division? But I still think America, the prices will be high the first two weeks when Europe's about. Does that make sense? I think, yeah, because yeah. we've got America till, what, October before they finish? Is that right? October, November? Yeah. But so will Europe this year. Because of the World Cup. Yep. Yeah. So I think I think if I can just keep, like I said, that strong five, I need to change the defender and just grind it out. I think I could win a few cards with that because I've got players with two midfielders with last 15s of 58 and 52. Hernandez, if he pulls his finger out his ass, yeah. with the last 15 of 58. Do you know what I mean? It's I do want 
to build a monster couple of challenger teams as well, so I'm a bit in a predicament there. You've been talking about yeah. building a monster challenger. Yeah, you've been kind of getting started with it already with some of the Russians and that, you know. So it feels like that's, that's a, a, that's, a that's a house you've you've have built so far. Yeah, I do. Fernandez was my next. I'm I'm targeting players that are kind of on loan going back. The boy Trezeguet for Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. He's one that I've got my eye on. I was making a deal from the other day, and somebody went and blew me out the water and paid. Point four seven ETH. Punchy. Somebody that's risky. Yeah. And I'm not really into super rares at the moment. Yeah. Do you pay <sighs> that? I'm not quite sure you do. I, I think there's a lot of really good supers under half an ETH for the now. It's just try to pick which one and how far under an ETH you can get them for, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine today and uh, we were talking about like what is a good price for like a, we we kind of target U23 and he sent me a message with like a picture of some really good scores and he's like, I'm not going to tell you who this player is, but if I told you that this player was an under 23 and he's putting up these averages of like, let's say his averages is about 60. He's like, how much would you reckon you pay for a super rare whose scores look like that? And I said like, you know, the, the big thing with under 23s is their midweek utility. Like for me, when I look at pricing, is, is this player playing in Europe as well? Like, that you can automatically add an, if another 50% on their price if, if they are. Because the U23 midweek is a lot less um, competitive. If you can field a U23 side in the in that Wednesday, Thursday night games, you, that player's price goes up because you win a lot. I find that I win more rewards in the week. Like I said, today I'm sat currently 17th with only four players. And, you know, the score's barely 300, I think when you get to this stage of the season where there's not many fixtures, if you've got a U23 who plays for one of them teams that's still in Europe or, yeah. you know, or it's maybe in, in luckily some of them are in Asia this weekend, but, um, or this week rather. But yeah, I think, um, like you said, get them on for U23s, but that's interesting. Yeah. Getting one under, under half an ETH is difficult. I reckon like you're looking at 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 for a useful one. And then if they play in Europe, you're looking at one to 1.2. And like beyond that, if they're like playing in the top clubs, in you know, if they're Champions League, if you know, like the 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 Florian Verts, like you, they can, you know, you can you can choose your price. Yeah, you can choose what you want to sell those for. But um, yeah, you know, people like Joey Veerman, a good example as well of someone who plays at a top club in in his division, but also is going to be playing in Europe next season. You know, he's a five ETH super rare at least at the moment. Um, yeah. possibly more when you know they're probably going to lose Sangare uh, might lose Gutierrez this season so he'll be like Gutierrez what the centre man where's he going to go I just bought him I saw I, I can't remember where but I remember seeing that he was linked to a few clubs and there was some talk of like it might be the best time for them to cash in on him um, so That's yeah I'd, I'd have to I'd have to look back to see who I was reading but I, when I saw that it was more like because I hold Veerman I thought that it gives a little bit more security to that Veerman card if he does leave because he's one of those players that can get rotated for Joey every now and then. So right. it's like, but he's he's a good he's a good pickup, I think. Are we um, taking Eric Gutierrez right off the transfer market then, won't I? <laughs> I think PSV are going to be a good side next season. I think that they put. Who's the new manager? Mate, that? Zahavi's killing me. 
then isn't the Desperate new manager Vanistory? Is it Vanistory taking over? Yes, what is it's Vanistory? What, what was that about Zahavi, Tony? Sorry, I'm sure I put it in our group chat. Desperate to buy him, and you have put me off because you say he could go to Qatar in that. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you had a, an update on it. I was linked to he was linked to Qatar or something, wasn't he? That's the that's the thing with some of these guys as well, like because he is Israeli, isn't he? So him moving to like, Saudi Arabia and all that, like relative world geography, he's not that far from home. You know, like it's not like mm. somebody moving from you know Argentina bought... and go to Qatar. You know, like I'm looking so... at your stats now, Quinny. I don't mean to interrupt you, but oh my no, god, you go. <laughs> the last twelve or fourteen, he's had over sixty. Oof. Mm. He is a monster, by the way. A so, monster. Yeah, I I, just, I fancy PSV next season. I think, he's especially if Ajax. The only thing it's... if Ajax gets split up Oof. as well with, you know, like Ten Hag leaving and. We know Mesrawi's off to possibly Bayern. Looks like it's pretty much done. Uh, there's mentions of like of of Timber moving to one of the Manchester sides, and yeah, like Anthony, they're probably going to lose again uh, this summer. So they've if they been, lose all those, they've been linked to Calvin Stengs as well. It's come into my group chats today. Oh really? Yeah. But, yeah. It's going to be uh-huh. an interesting closed season for the Eredivisie. I think. I've had. Definitely got a few cards I'm hoping will do the business for me next season. Do you Kenneth think Taylor. the way he hit the jackpot is by a reasonably decent player that's just going about his business and let them get a move to Ajax, Galatasaray, mm. uh, Fenerbahce, PSV, Celtic, Rangers. Benfica Porto. Benfica Porto Sporting. Yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? Like a player who is like decent for a lower side that's going to walk into one of those sides and become like first name on the team sheet. That's like the dream Yeah, when like you're working. Where, that, that's where picking up guys like Veerman really pays off because you get him at here in Veen. He's got a lot of promise and it's like, oh, he might go to Atalanta or he might, maybe he was linked to Rangers, Joey Veerman. You know? yeah. I remember that. And then it's like, you know, it could go some, you know, I think if he went to Rangers, he'd be an absolute killer in SO5, but going to PSV is a great move. Doesn't need to change country, knows the league. Whereas you see guys like Coop Miners go to Atalanta and uh, I think he's coming good, you know, but that's been a painful yeah. season for holders, you know. Has it? Um, but Coop Miners ticks, yeah, he's been in and out. Rotate, he was at, yeah. He was so and expensive he, when he moved as well. So anyone that bought him near that time, they'd have ended up just sat on that card that they probably spent an ethan a bit on to just watch him sort of like in and out of the side. Though, isn't it? It's yeah. Hard. Yeah. I had the same experience with Nikola Vlasic, so I won him when he was at Seska Moscow. You'll remember, Stish, probably how good he was at that mm. team, but he was disgustingly good, Vlasic. Yeah. Goes to West Ham, and I thought he would do good at West Ham. I think he's done okay-ish, but he's definitely not touched the sides yet. Um, so, like, you know, you definitely want those challenger guys that will get to the best challenger teams, but the problem is sometimes is guys that are really good in challenger look like good value for money for champion Euro clubs. Like, oh, he's... yeah. He's only eight million pounds, Joey Veerman or something, you know. We'll go and this buy is him and put him on the bench for fucking Arsenal or something, you know, and you're screwed. Mate, that this is the thing I'm most dreading about this closed season is watching my like, absolute baller champ, uh, challenger cards move to sit on the bench in champ. That's like yeah. the most worrying part of the preseason every season for me. And I've definitely got a few, you know, like Anthony. If he does go to like Man United, he's going to be there, like up against Sancho and Rashford and all these players. Like he won't, he won't start every game if he goes. I've got him. I've got 
I think the only one I've got that like I'd, I wouldn't mind if he to move to champ is uh, Darwin Nunez because I, I think, think he's moving him. Yeah, and I you think he'll, he'll yeah, I think he'll start wherever he goes anyway. So I'm not too bothered about him. But it's those other team players, like you said, like that will go to a Man City and sit on the bench all season or Liverpool. I've got Luka Sucic at um, Salzburg, young 19 year old kid who's on fire <laughs> at the minute, and he's been linked to Liverpool. And I'm like, please do not go to Liverpool. Because I yeah. don't think they'll loan him out, but it'll just be on the bench every game for a couple of seasons. It'll be such a shame if he goes there for me. It's yeah, painful when it happens. Yeah, because a team like Liverpool, like they, they need a big squad if they're going to be challenging for four titles again next season. Like they're going to have a player like him in their squad and just not use him, like like they did with Nat Phillips. You know, they had about six defenders that they could use, and he didn't even, you know, he didn't even go out on loan until January. I definitely think well, all these kind of moving parts that are going on now, like I'm kind of thinking about what you're saying earlier, Tony, and that kind of half-built challenger house that you've been putting together so far. Like, There's definitely a lot of good opportunities in Europe now, but like, it's one of these ones that when you put these strategies out, like anything, and you're thinking, right, that'll pay me off in three months from now or six weeks, it's when you actually need to live through it, it becomes a hard bit. I looked at my limiteds and I'm like, I've got 110 of these fuckers. And I, and I, sorry, and then I had, to, <laughs> I had to go through my gallery and go, how have I got 110 limiteds and... 45 of them were rookies that I was buying wow. from just, just just to collect them up, store them up kind of thing. So anyway, it comes back to time. I was looking at it thinking, I've always been I've been playing limiteds for almost a year. I've got about 100-ish cards, and then I'm looking at how well I've done and what I've won and whatever. And it wasn't really balancing up and adding up for me. And I'm like, why? Where did all these extra limiteds? I'm, like, I'm thinking about me picking my teams, and I'm like, I've not got like six options per position. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> that's not how good I am there. And um, it's one of these ones, that strategy started off, the limited rookies is like, oh, whenever I've got like odd balances on my wallet, I've got like some favorite rookies and I'll just go on the auctions and whatever auction I can submit a bid for that will make my balance a round number, then that's the... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> then that's the decal back. <laughs> Your OCD, mate. Your OCD's yeah, like cost, cost you... Cost you a few ETH, mate. <laughs> well, it's actually it's, it's actually came back round full circle. Like I've sold I sold thirteen limiteds within twenty four hours earlier this week, and a few of them were these rookies, and uh, I raised just under zero point eight ETH. Wow, which I thought was pretty tidy. You know, do you think that was um, profitable if you look back at what you paid for them, or did you have to sell some at a loss? I, I did it in that video, so anyone who's listening to this will know the actual answer. I won't go into it in too much detail, but basically, like. I think ETH-wise, a lot of them are about, I think the whole thing is up a little bit on ETH and probably a bit more up on Fiat. Yeah. I've had a lot of those guys from like when they came out, like I've got really low serial numbers for a lot of them. Um, And I managed to, it became, and again, there's a video, so I won't bore people that are listening to this that have maybe seen it, but like with the bear market we had with ETH over the last week, the ETH rates of a lot of these guys has been up. Yeah, and it made getting zero point eighty for thirteen limiteds way Good easier time, than it was like a week ago. So, even though some of these guys are now out a season, then I sold uh, I sold like Safanov for like zero point whatever he goes for, and I sold Zakarayan for good money. I sold Lautaro Martinez. The three of them were about probably about zero point four between the three of them. And uh, nice. <laughs> to get guys at good rates end a season, I thought it was just a really good good kind of time for me, but. That, that was kind of pushed upon me because I was kind of looking at it going like, I've got way too many limiteds for how much I'm winning and for how much I enjoy it and whatever else I'm doing. And yeah. uh, 
It's, no, it's I get one of those ones that but when you put the strategy out, you think like that's a bit of a shite one for me. It's just like putting away uh, loose change into rookies. But like the the rest of those cards I sold were rookies, and I made money on all the rookies. All the rookies were up by like two x, if not three x. And uh, it's not big amounts of money, but when you're doing that with like four guys, like yeah. you know, I, I had a rookie. I've got one or two of them left. His name is Anthony Gibu Malambo or something. He plays for Feyenoord. I oh yeah, six- he's card. He's a really young guy. I bought six of them for like zero point treble oh six or something like that, and then I was selling them yesterday for a threshold zero point zero two each. Wow. You know what I mean? And that's a rookie that's never kicked a ball all season, not done anything, but sit in my gallery. <laughs> you know, so... Um, that's, you got to love that. That's good trading. Yeah, but that's had to bail me out because I wasn't waiting for time on some other stuff. I was just like selling cards that were expensive when they were good for utility just to make things happen or whatever. And um, I think if you can, like, knuckle in, because that's what I've done, basically. That's kind of why I've come on that point with Tony, I guess, but like... In February to April, all I've been buying is Champion and Challenger Euro cards. I'm kind of at my, I'm at my fill now. I'm at that point where I'm sitting back and waiting yeah. for Europe to come back again, and that's yeah. the hard bit. It's <laughs> trying, it's trying to not sell some of them because it's like, oh, do I really need Max Arnold now? No, I don't. I don't really yeah. care about him, you know. And, but no, just keep him. He'll come back, you know. Like he'll be like Tony. He's already lost some kilos. He's improving his diet. He's hitting the gym. All round score was only twenty five, and I want that to be a thirty five all round score. That's, That's it. Down That's three it. Kilos. You can keep an eye on your scores, and like you can use that to like track your own performance now. Yeah. I, I, before like that though, do you did you like do footballers tend to look at their opta stats, or do you get told them to like? Is that something that you come into nah, sort of prepare honestly, for the next game and get hammered with statistics or anything like that? Honestly, no. I don't think it's a... You always get an instat report, which is fair, but no, I don't... I don't see it like that. It's hard to... It's, it's really hard to say because you do look at how your stats have went, but you don't really... You don't really say, oh, I've been crap, because you do know that sometimes in a game you do something and maybe you put across right in the money and somebody miskicks it or yeah. misses it or... There's yeah. a lot of stuff that you do that goes unnoticed, which I'm all right with. I try and just keep a, a reasonable, do you know what I mean? Like level keep head on level it because head. it's easy to get beat up about it. But Big time. It's good now that we're on so rare because if I have a good game, I can go and click it and watch it and <laughs> rig myself up a little bit extra. That's it. <laughs> Should be a good so season for you. Seen you got a Charlie Mulgrew super rare in as well. I, uh, I just thought, I done it after he had a good game because it wasn't inside info. Yeah. I thought, do you know what? How can that be inside info if it's after he's posted a ninety-five? So that would be the <laughs> least yeah. inside info. That would be the stupidest thing to do. So I thought, I'm going to progress into Challenger Pro, and if he can put up a sixty ten times, and I can get a small of who out of the ten times puts up a five sixties or a couple of eighties. I've got a good chance of winning some where I decent enough three next to them, so I agree with you. Hopefully that's hopefully that works. I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I'm hopeful to say yeah. the least. I picked up that Dylan Levitt unique so in the week. Dead. Goodbye. Dead. Yeah. Catch up um, on that. I've been following the news, so I'm definitely gonna be uh, hitting you up for any 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 
any Can't news on that? Any infos without bungs. <laughs> a big bung. Yeah, but I've been. I saw that he like it came up on transfer mark that he's gone back to Man United. Like to he's completed his transfer, his loan transfer, but he is out of contract at Man United this summer. So yeah, I don't I'm sure I that'll think, be interesting. I think Hopefully he'll he find out his future over the next few days. To be honest, yeah, I'd, I'd be so, I'd be really happy to see him back back there. To be honest, I think. As you know, you know better than most. He's had an amazing season there and for his own development. And, you know, if Wales do qualify for the World Cup, then he's going to want to be playing every week. And Yeah, he's been he's been absolutely brilliant for us. He's, uh, there's not much you can say about him. He's, he's been our main man for the last two months. He scored a few good goals, scored against Celtic, an absolute screamer. Mm. I'll be just as happy as you, Yeah, to be honest. I don't think we'll get to the together. World Cup, Stish. I know they can. No, they they're can play the... Scotland. They're, they're, they can't make it. Aye, true. <laughs> Stish, we're, not, we're not thinking about Wales going to the World Cup. We <laughs> <laughs> know you tell it out of him. <laughs> Sitting here and I'm like, Wales? Wales, why does that ring a bell for me? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm, uh, I'm while we're speaking, trying to get a defender. In for my MLS team, the boy Alan Franco. You've heard them? Yeah, yeah. Atlanta United, very good player. Good scorer. I've just done that while we're speaking. Atlanta United are just a basket case, but I actually had my Atlanta shirt on earlier today. I've not worn it in a while. But, um, they're a basket case, but they might get Joseph Martinez back soon. They're just However, about to click in, man. Yeah, all the reports, I listen to MLS pods when I can't watch this stuff, and they're talking about how good Almada's been recently. See when that Luis Araujo gets back fit as well. I think he played the mm. last game. Like, they're, they're a team that will click in, you know, so they're a pain in the ass now, but Franco's I'm, got uh, I've put an offer in for Mark Delgado, super rare. Oh, cool. He's solid as well. Joseph Martinez and Paulinho from Sporting. Yep. I'm trying thought... to look now. I'm, I'm, I've got I've got the window open. You know, you know, we were talking earlier about an America's player like 0.2 for a rare. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And I'm just now like having a look at like what's going on this weekend and what's available. And actually... Charlotte, the better fixtures. Like, if you can target a fixture this game week, like it's Charlotte. Who have they got? They're at home at Vancouver. But Charlotte, right. they've got, Charlotte, when they're at home, it's like a 70,000 seater stadium. They sell it out all the time. Right. You know? Wow. And then it's like Thomas Hassel's just broke his finger. So the goalkeeper for Vancouver is the number two. And if you actually look at Vancouver on the table, they concede like 10 goals a game. So it's a, it's a very good fixture if you can get. Charlotte don't have any big scorers. That's the what goal. you're trying to say is he's got latest wrists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly yeah, it. yeah, by the way, MLS is mad because Kansas could beat 7-2 the other day and then won 2-1 last night. Yeah. What, what's going on with that league? See the MLS, like all the, see like the best team, or see any any good teams, or any of the teams actually, they're really like skin deep, you know, so like the best 11 will be like a good team that would give most professional sides a, a game, if you know what I mean, but like you take... You take somebody like a DP out of the situation, the injury, or out of form or whatever. Like the guys behind them, you know, the night, you know, it's yeah. just very, it's very thin on quality. I can imagine that, to be honest, because of the disparity in wages. You've got like a Carlos Vea, yep, or a Javi Hernandez, and these boys, and then you put in a young twenty-year-old rookie that maybe isn't going to make you grade. The difference is massive, isn't it? Yeah. That's why it's fun to watch because you've you're seven two. Nobody's seen that coming. But if you're saying yeah. MLS is like none of the games, you're never going to learn anything about football watching MLS. But you'll probably always have a bit of fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I get that. I'm looking now, so like I think I I think I know who I'm going to pick as like this point two or under. Are we going America. for that? The point two or under American? Yeah, for a rare, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to go for Lewis Morgan. <laughs> I'm going to go for Lewis Morgan. They play into Miami this weekend, and you can get him on the market at the moment for. That's his um, old club. Do you know that? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, he knows them. He could put a goal in against them. I think Mars. MLS or American? Are we saying? So just um, I've I went for America across, so not just an MLS, so like any any Americas. So I'm going to go for Lewis Morgan. Yeah, I fancy him. And like I so said, like Inter Miami, I'm not sure if Nick Marsman's back from injury yet. So, you know, they're playing their third choice goalkeeper at the moment. So fancy Lewis to stick one past the old the old guard. I'm going to go with I've Lewis got, Morgan. I've got two options. One, both of them get the same first three letters in their name. <sighs> Is this? No, no I wish it. It's a... Uh, Either Kyo, Kyoto or Quinones yeah. from Atlas and respectively, where is Kyoto? Montreal. Montreal. Do you know what? I'll go Kyoto because they are flying. Romel Kyoto, that's my man. Romel Kyoto. I'm going to go with, and bear in mind I don't want to lose again. Um... <laughs> yeah, you go with... Uh... Who hits a hundred every week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to go with a Charlotte player, but I don't see a Charlotte player that's capable of getting a big, big score. What's the limit? We're saying one point two, not point, not point two. If you, I'm probably going to go for. I'm going to go for a guy I just bought. I'm going to go for Fragapani. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like somebody for down the booze on Glasgow. <laughs> Fragapani. <laughs> Franco Fragapani. <laughs> Franco Fragapani, the most Scottish guy you'll ever see. Take the O off, yeah, Frank Fragapani. Big Frank, Frank. No, Franco's a wee dodgy guy in Glasgow as well. You could end up getting called Franco. Yeah. That's if you sell stuff, but only if you sell stuff, you're called Franco. Franco oh. Fragapani. That's a good one. Funny, by the way. I like that. That's He's, good. Um, I, I picked him up for 0.17. It goes for about 0.15. Give or take, he's away to Dallas, which isn't a good game, but he's got decisives in him. He got a 62 in the last match against Galaxy. That was with no decisive. So maybe what, I win uh, this week. What is the what him. is the forfeit this week? Is it another? Have we got another dance on the cards, or have we got something else to do? How about we ask the uh, a suggestion from the audience, and then we'll pick the best one out of that. I've got a good one coming oh. up as well in my head. So, unless Tony's got one locked and loaded. No, no, no. On you go. I, I think, I think uh, Stish could make a beat. Yeah. A fifteen-second beat. And you got a rap on it. <laughs> rap on it. We pick five players between us, the other two, to make a rap. A twenty-second beat. Oh. So you need to, and the rap needs to consist of a rhyme. For instance, like, <laughs> for instance, I've got on my screen. You gotta make sure they rhyme. Galaxy, so you could rhyme out with galaxy, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, you, you, are you sure you're not a rapper, Tony? Well, that was unbelievable. <laughs> that yeah. that was fast. To be fair, I went past ten players together. I had Perth Schools, Estepinan, Ocage. So I thought, find big galaxy caramel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I 
Oh, wait, I can't. I can't wait for everyone to see you dancing, uh, Quinny, because I quite enjoyed doing the. the I've little not video seen that. Have you just put it in the chat? You're, you're going to get yeah. to see it. Yeah, have a look at it in the chat. That was a that was a highlight for me. Um, we haven't spoken about um, sort of any any picks, any tips for the underdog this week. Um, I did a little video in the week um, of some like some challenger picks. I like um, challenger, sorry, underdog picks. I like to have a look and see who's out there. And I managed to get a team, a whole team together for £88 this week it for is. the underdog. So like some of the some of the players, I'm just going to go through my notes and pick out some of the players I was finding that are like eligible for underdog this week that kind of like look, look decent. I feel like I picked up Donovan Pines. You know, he's a, he's a player who's capable of putting up some pretty big scores. Um, Jack Thanks. Mayer. At Nashville, another one. Okay, um, my favourites list. I think he was one of the top drafts. There you go. Yeah, I I I, I picked him up for uh, tipped him for for my underdog this week. Who else did I have? Um, Pedro at Lazio was an interesting one. Uh, he came in off the bench in the last game, and you know they've got um, they've got a, a fairly easy fixture. This weekend, I think that there's a chance he starts. But the thing with Pedro is, even if he doesn't start, there is maybe a decisive in him. And unreal price on him. 0.0048 he is available for. For rare? For for a limited, sorry. I was going to say, that's criminal. But yeah. I, no, fair enough, that makes sense. But even, even at a limited, you know, like less than 10 quid for a Pedro, I thought was pretty pretty decent. It's just like... But, another one I saw was like Il, 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 Il at... Um, he plays for Inchin. Yeah. Uh, you know, he takes pens. You can get him for 0.01. And you get utility through the summer with him as well. If you get hold of him now, you can use him through the summer. Um, I picked up Shunin as a goalkeeper there. Hey. Because we I'm spoke sure. about him on the podcast before. And yeah, he's just signed a two-year contract extension. Looks like a safe option for next season if they don't sign anyone, right? So Yeah, the Russian... Yeah, the Russian pick, league's so undervalued, I feel. Yeah, so if you wanted to pick him up this week, you can get him for 0.023, which I thought was good. Obviously, you're only going to get one... one. Is it one or two games they have left in Russia at the minute? Oh, They've two. not got many, right? One, but I yeah. think. One. I think so, I could be wrong. But so you, I think yeah, it's you, Fernandez farewell. Yeah, you might, be, <laughs> you might be waiting a little bit to get some more usage out of that one, but... There is definitely some value out there if you did need to fill some gaps. Another one I was looking at was uh, Maggiore in um, plays in Serie A. Is he at, like Udinese or something like that? Is it Udinese or who's he played? The team that let me find him. Um, Specia. Sorry, I knew it was a black and white kit. Um, Twenty-four years old, looks a good player, puts up some decent scores, and uh, you can pick him up for 0.01. At the moment, nice. Um, but they do play Napoli this weekend, so I'm not sure he gets. He's not going to hit those big scores, but quite an attractive price for a decent player if you need to fill a gap. Um, who else did I find? Yeah, there's a bunch one. of players okay. out there. Go way, on. I, I went to do a wee bit of work for this as well, and I bought a player for the specialist that was like the underdog qualified card. If that makes sense, like under yeah forty l fifty under forty. I thought the best player I could find, the best player I could find in terms of having a good fixture, 
Odressi, yada yada, was Yusuf Enneresi, N N Nesseri, sorry if I can say that, Yusuf N Nesseri, the Moroccan forward for Sevilla. So they've got that. Yeah, last game of the season at home to Bilbao. They're still like looking to tie up their position in the table. After it looked like for a while they were second, maybe they'll challenge Real Madrid. Now it's like, oh, they might finish fourth or maybe they won't, you know, like, so they'll want to get over the line. He scored last week. He gets a lot of flack from the Seville fans because he doesn't do a lot of work off the ball. But he scored last week and he'll definitely want to finish the season on a high at home. Big, important game, 6 points. Tam wanted them, didn't he? Yeah, I think, yeah, he's, a, he's that kind of guy. He's a, million. Good, he's, a, he's a sort of guy that, um, foot, uh, what do you call it, money ball teams, like West Ham are kind of building. Yeah. Like he's good for data metrics and stuff like that. But um, it's like shop conversion percentages and all that stuff. But I say, yeah, Sevilla fans have been giving him a hard time this year. But I'm hoping that's what he goes for. And he's yeah, really cheap as well. I'm looking now, you can pick him up for like 0.0209. And yeah, like you said, his L15 comes in at 39. But his L15... Five is forty six, so yep. that is a really good one for for the specialist. I find that specialist like those those L those L fifteens under forty are really tough, like to field. Like you do kind of have to. That's where like your scouting comes in, playing the the underdog um, and the specialist. I think like that those two players that need to be under forty to find a, someone who's going to maybe put up a fifty plus. That's where like. You know, that's where the winners of that league, of that division, come to. I share something else with you? So when I was Please doing do. the research for that, right, I, I tried to, I thought, right, I'm going to need to buy an underdog qualified card for the specialist. So I'll try and, like, find the best fixture, yada, yada. This is of use to anyone else at this stage. The games I earmarked as being the best matches to try and pick a card from, and all these guys had underdog cards in their teams, unfortunately, but... Inter Milan at home at Sampdoria. They're trying to win the title. Sampdoria are dead in the water. Nothing's happening with them. Charlotte at home at Vancouver. We spoke about that. Mm. NYC at home at Chicago. I think that's going to be an NYC goal fest. Yep. PSG, but you're not going to get any underdog cards out of that team. Uh, <laughs> and then Sevilla and Salzburg. They're the they're like the best. If you can get underdog cards or even whatever cards, <laughs> they have good fixtures this game week. They're the ones that really caught my eye. I think they're all at home. They've all got something riding on games and stuff. Maybe Salzburg are a wee bit different because mm. they win so, their league by a thousand points. Salzburg isn't a bad one though because they are rotating a lot at the moment. So a lot of yeah. the players that have started the last couple of games will have low L40 scores or L15s because they come on a sub a lot. But yep. in the last couple yeah. of games they've started. So that's not a bad place to start looking, I think. I might even if you have, have that kind of well. intel on Salzburg, then definitely. I didn't. I've yeah. seen them enough. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah, I've got thing. a couple of. I've got a couple of Salzburg players, so I've been kind of keeping an eye on their last couple of games, and they have, it's been really hard to pick their starting eleven. But if you do need an L, you know, an L15 under 40, there will be some like some proper players there at Salzburg. Just hopefully pick one that is going to start. And I think a good thing about picking up a player like that from a team like Salzburg is when the season starts again, you know, you've got a good card there and yeah. the Austria window, like the win the season close Austria, Switzerland and Denmark are the first challenger uh, clubs to come back again. So you will be waiting a little bit less time with your Austria cards than most of your other challenger cards. So that first couple of weeks back, when Europe starts to open again, that challenger is only going to be Austria, Switzerland and Denmark. So if you've got a few Austria players, that first couple of weeks 
in Challenger. You'll be all right. You won about 40 in the rewards, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a li- I've got an actual squad, yeah. I think I just got hope, hope they don't all get relegated. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh you've, got, you've got me looking at these, uh, these under 40 L15s now. I like, I like your tips there, Quinny. I've just realised next to that list of the fixtures, I've also got a little list of players. <laughs> so I've maybe done a wee bit of this already, but Joaquin Correa at Inter Milan should get minutes, may get mm. a decisive, maybe he starts, probably doesn't. Charlotte, there's a lot of players, I've done that on a video, but uh, like Jordi Reina, Sergio Ruiz, Joseph Mora, Hebert, might come off the bench for NYC and get a goal. Now at PSG, they actually had three players that qualify, but I don't think any of them are going to play. And that's Kerraher, Diallo, and... Genie Wijnaldum in the Wijnaldum Serie. might play. Oh, yeah? He's done the RD, he might play. Well, he's underdog qualified, if you think, mm. fancy that. And he plays all the time for Holland, so if you did want a Wijnaldum anyway. And he might be leaving PSG this summer as well. Yeah. And for Salzburg, I had Koytan Sesko. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'd take any of them. Like, they're quite... What What one of them... Have you got their prices by any chance? Like, which one? Are you? Sorry. No, I did it like no. three days ago. I'll find it. I've seen that. Yeah, I've got like a little search up now, and I think that like one of the Charlotte defenders comes up, uh, Christian McCune. Oh, McCune. Yeah, yeah. McCune, yeah. And you can pick him up for 0.007. It's a decent little cheap option there, especially with the fixture, like you said. It's a good fixture. Eric Eric Williamson at Portland. Yeah, he came up as well, but I just don't like their fixture. I can't remember who it is. No, Philadelphia, yeah. Tough fixture. Yeah, it's interesting. It does get you looking, the chat, the uh, underdog and the specialist. Cool. So, guys, I hope you have a fantastic game week, Tony. This will be your first game week actually on the sidelines with the rest of us mortals. So, I hope you have fun <laughs> with it, buddy. Um, to, to round the stream, to round the podcast off, guys, what what is uh, the team that we're really back in this game week? What's the lineup that you're going for? Uh, I'll get mine out of the way. Stish. Fry, new defender, hopefully Alan Franco, Wait. Kyoto, Gara. And Chicharito. Oh, MLS, loving it. That's my. I've got a Challenger Europe, but I'm not going to even. We won't speak about them next week as long as we'll be done, so. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I think my U23 super rare, I've got. Um, well, this is, it kind of lies a little bit on whether or not I think Kook is going to start. Okay. If I think Kook's going to start for Mechelen, then I'll probably go with, with this. If not, I'll probably try and put a strong D3 out instead. But for the D2 at the minute, I've got. Gaetan Cook in goal. Uh, Lee Hambom, unique. Uh, Felix Strauss, who is fighting for survival for Altac. might I want to put him into good use because he might be the last time I get to use him for a year or two if he goes down. <laughs> uh, Eric Martel um, at Austria nice. Vienna. Again, like you know, his loan finishes. He should be back to Leipzig this summer. So I'm not sure how much use I'll get out of him next season either. And then up front, uh, Jesus Ferreira. I think he's got a good fixture. I think that team's pretty solid. I've got options if, if needs be. I've got Devive there I could use and a bunch of other players. But as it stands, yeah, I'll probably go with that. And, you know, I'll try and find out if Kook is likely to start or not. If I think he's going to be rotated out, I'll probably just move some of them down into D3 and maybe move like the unique into, into All-Star instead. But yeah, I'm quite looking forward to that. If I think Kook's going to start, I think that's a great, great lineup. Same. Sounds good, man. Especially if that's one of your better ones under 23 Super. The, yeah. the main lineup I'm rolling out this game week is All-Star Rare Pro, so I'm going to go with Nubel and Goals. 
The game before the Champions League final, I think Robbo, Andy Robertson, I think he will play, so I'm going to play him at home at Wolves. Uh, Zenga Ryan, super rare Enesu now. Last game of the season, needs to get a goal. And then super rare Ki Sung Young. So I'm hoping nice. I can get in amongst the top 50 or so with all that. To everyone listening, I hope you've enjoyed this. Have a great game week yourself. Good luck. And we'll catch you next week. Take care. Cheers, all. Bye-bye. Where's your lads? Thank you.